Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Be careful with your comparisons. Comparing your child to other people usually isn't received well and is most often unhelpful. Parents can easily get caught up on what their child should be doing, how they should be performing, or how they should be behaving. It's important to know that shoulds are created by comparisons. Think about it. In order to say that your child should blank or should be blank, you must have a comparison point. And that comparison point allows you to point out that they're not where they should be. And what that comparison point is, well, it's a person or it's a group of people. So you may be thinking, I'm saying be careful with your comparisons. You may be thinking, well, what about positive comparisons? You know, using someone else to point out how well your child is doing. And I guess in response to that, I would say that these types of comparisons, the positive ones, are usually preferable to a negative or deficit-based comparison. However, there's a lot of problems with them. First off, in the process of praising your child, you are putting another human being down. It could be said what is gained by praise may be lost by judgment. The juice might not be worth a squeeze. So you come off as judgmental of other people. In addition, if your child believes your comparison compliment, it may cause your child to feel that they're better than or superior to the other person or other people. And I hope we can agree, that's not good. We need more connection as people. Comparisons can drive disconnection. And if the goal of this type of comparison is to instill confidence in your child, remember the quote, confidence isn't walking into a room thinking that you're better than everybody. It's walking in and not having to compare yourself to anyone at all. This topic of comparison, um, I'm reminded of times when I'll feel sorry for someone because I'm comparing them to a small aspect of my life. So for example, I remember last year being at a grocery store late at night and the guy begging my groceries was around my age. And I thought to myself, man, this poor guy begging groceries at our age. But then I caught myself. So wait a minute. How dare I? How dare I assume that somehow this guy's life is worse than mine. In any way, where do I get off thinking that he isn't as happy with his life as I am? And not just about his life, even about work. Maybe this guy loves bagging groceries. Or maybe he's the manager or the owner of the grocery store and he's just helping out. Who knows? Maybe this guy loves his coworkers and socializing with customers. I don't know. And maybe this guy is about to get off work and is headed home to do something, an activity that he truly loves doing. Maybe he's about to spend the night with someone he is deeply in love with. 
or hanging out with the best group of friends anyone could ever ask for. Uh, Just an example, a, a personal example of how a positive comparison isn't all that positive. I love the quote by the late David Foster Wallace. He said, but I gotta tell you, I just think to look across this room and automatically assume that somebody else is less aware than me or that somehow their interior life is less rich and complicated and acutely perceived than mine makes me not a good writer. End of quote. And maybe this type of comparison not only makes us not a good writer, but not such a great person. Another story I'm, I'm remembering, um, I, I remember years ago when I was unhappy with the, with the job that I was working. And I was complaining to my mom on the phone and I was just going on and on and being so negative about a few of my coworkers. And I was spending a lot of time just putting them down and comparing myself favorably to them. You know, saying they didn't, they didn't work hard and they were lazy and they didn't care about the kids the same way I did. And my mom interrupted me and she said, Nick, you don't need to put others down in order to decide that you want to find a new job. (sighs) Touche. My mom showed up for me in a really cool way that day. I guess you would call that a uh, teachable moment. And it was. That has and will always stay with me. Nick. You don't need to put others down in order to decide that you want to find a new job. Okay, so to be a bit more specific, let's break down the different types or categories of comparison. First, comparing your child to their siblings. Okay, don't do it. It's infuriating for them and will likely be disagreed with. And it drives disconnection between your kids. Next, comparing your child to you. Past or present you. Well, present just kind of seems a bit ridiculous. Uh, The age difference and power difference doesn't make for anything close to an accurate comparison. Now, past you, this doesn't fare much better. Why is that? Well, first, the assumption is that the comparison isn't based in reality. I remember one time when my grandpa was complaining about young people and sort of their, uh, uh, their, their resistance to responsibility or their arrested development, if you will. He said, when I was 16, I was married and I had a farm. He didn't. Neither of those things were true. So I guess you could say that the assumption by the younger generation is usually times were not that tough. And you were not that impressive. Generations and times are different. So they don't make for a good comparison reference between parent and child. Now a little caveat. Comparing your child favorably to you sort of seems okay. If done right. It can be really meaningful. Like so let's provide an example here. Um, Saying to your child, you know what? You are more patient at 16 years of age than I have been in my entire life. I really appreciate that about you. That right there, I don't know, that just feels like a really nice compliment. 
But I would say be very, very, very careful with those types of comparisons. Okay, next category. Comparing your child to other people's kids. Not so good either. Why? Starters. Likely to be highly inaccurate. Because the reports that you get about other people's kids are often embellished or entirely fabricated. Take social media, for example. When you look at another family's social media, you must remind yourself that you are comparing your family or your child to their highlight reel because you end up seeing the highlight reel of other people's kids while you are behind the scenes for the reality of your family, the reality of your child. In addition, these types of comparisons can really do damage to your child's self-esteem and cause them to think less of themselves. And for most people, this just doesn't inspire change or growth. It does the opposite. It leads to, creates feelings of insecurity, sadness, anger. Remember that great quote from Teddy Roosevelt? Comparison is the thief of joy. And back to that anger thing. Maybe the anger gets them to a place where they feel the need or so inspired to compare you unfavorably to other parents they know and you know. That one never feels too good. Comparisons can invite other comparisons. Often in a very unhealthy way. And just overall... Overall, comparisons drive conformity and restrict individuality and creativity. We say things frequently like be yourself. Embrace yourself as as a unique individual. Well, comparison makes that difficult, if not impossible. I like the quote, personality begins. Where comparison ends. In addition to that restriction, comparisons can leave our youth feeling like they're behind in some race that doesn't actually exist. Kind of the old, like, well, at your age, your brother was already doing whatever. And that allows me to, to read another quote Don't compare yourself to others. There's no comparison between the sun and the moon, they shine when it's their time. Thank goodness for this perspective. I would definitely consider myself a moonshiner if I was uh, one of the two. That doesn't have to do with drinking uh, moonshine, but has to do with, I was very late to the game when it comes to shining. I don't think I did anything worthy of, uh, of making the family Christmas letter until I was about 30. So remember that. Not every person, not every youth is on the same timetable when it comes to however you want to define shining. To close, when are comparisons okay? If you're really wanting to give a comparison that is unfavorable, have it be a comparison to the behavior or attitude of their past selves. Pointing this out, if this is done from a place of love, can point out to your child that they are capable of returning to that place. They have done it before, so they have proven it to themselves. This can be sort of a 
you got this because you've shown that you got this. But even better than that, if you want to compare, compare your child favorably to their past selves. And please focus on the how and the who. The how being praising their process and the who being complimenting their character. When you do this, it points out their growth. Please remember, it isn't about the degree or the distance. It's about the direction that they're headed. In social work, we use the phrase, meet the client where they're at. What that means is that that you should not have just like a one-size-fits-all sort of approach or, or put your own expectations or agenda on the client. Fundamentally, it means you don't compare the client to anyone else. Why did I share that? Well, I hope, I think, in parenting, we should use that phrase. Meet your child where they're at. And how you can best do that? Be careful with your comparisons. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspectiveforparents.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.